Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the fashion. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The music. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. And the selfishness. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. I'm Gina Vivanetto, columnist for TBT. Hey, I'm Steve Spears with SPTimes.com. And we have a very, very special guest today. Why don't you introduce yourself, young young lady? <laughs> Hi, I'm Kathy Wass, and I'm news researcher at the St. Petersburg Times. And why are we here? Kathy, tell them why we're here. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the awesome 80s movie, Heathers. Yeah, 1989 cinematic great. Don't we all agree? We all agree, don't we? Mostly. Except for who? Steve Spears. I hate it. I'm sorry. Steve it's not my favorite Heathers. Movie. We had to twist his arm to do this podcast. We've been trying to do this for a month now. Yeah, and, and this... Steve Steve doesn't like Heathers. Why don't you like Heathers, Steve? What's, what's, uh, what's your damage? <laughs> I had a brain tumor for breakfast. What can oh, I say? Oh, ouch. I don't yeah. know. Why do I not like this movie? Why don't you tell me why you like it first and then I'll. Because it's brilliant. It's totally funny. It's the best black comedy of the 80s. And as we were saying, you could never make this movie nowadays because it's all about, you know, killing kids at school, which is such a funny topic after Columbine and after all these things that happened, you know, since. Since, but um, it's a really, really funny movie, and it makes fun of all the all the right kids, you know, the preppies and the the cheerleaders and the snotty, snooty girls, and um, you know, that's why you, you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Because what were you in high school? Were you some yeah. kind of like uh, you know, catalog th- boy? You know, what I was trying to think earlier, like who was I? If if I had to be a character in this movie, who would I have been? And you I'm were think- that guy, the yearbook editor. <laughs> yeah, which oh, we have a great quote we- from. We're going to play later on, yeah. but we have interesting. Uh, where our researcher here, Kathy, found out some interesting things about everybody. Yes. But let's let's set the scene first, though. Do we want to? That's at Wester, Westerberg High, which is an inside joke. There's lots and lots of inside jokes in this movie. Westerberg High, of course, is a tribute to the great Paul Westerberg of the Replacements. What's the name of the guy who wrote the movie? Uh, Dan, Dan Waters, Waters, who supposedly right. listened to the Replacements nonstop when yeah. he wrote the. Replacements, great indie that rock American so band. Yeah. And there's also a quote. You don't um, like the replacements? I actually do like the replacements. Okay, you better. Dude. JD also, at one point, says, Color Me Impressed, which right. is a replacement a replacement song. song. Sure. Winona Ryder went on to date in real life Paul Westerberg, but who and, didn't she? Yeah. Really? And many, many others. <laughs> many, many indie rock <laughs> guys. She's dated every guy and every. And Christian Slater as well. She broke up uh, Heather right. Chandler. And were they dating? They were Heather dating Chandler? for two years, and then wow. she went and broke him up. Wow! And that's she probably evil. just left him right away from, from yes. back or somebody. Or... They dated for yeah, like two weeks, wrong. and it was over. oh, ouch, yeah. ouch! So this was their big breakthrough movie, yes. breakout movie. Is that I what I don't you know? Say? Did this come after Beetlejuice? Yeah, yes, it actually right did. After, it did. Right you're I, think, right. I would say that would be one of the writers' breakout. Yeah, movie. you're right. But Christian and Slater, this he was he had his done big just thing, um, like in the name the, of the rose. So that was his big with Sean yeah. Connery. Yeah. So this but was his first. Interestingly, Kathy and I were discussing this movie last night because we do know it is the cinematic great that it is, and Steve is uh, stupid, but I point that out every week. Um, but now we have Kathy to to amp- amplify that and echo that for me. Um, that that Kathy was saying last night that this is sort of the rebel. Rebel without a cause, cause of the of the 80s. And tell us your theory about that. My theory is it is the rebel. Rebel without a cause has sort of been known as 
like just the Jinx movie because all of the main characters end up going to horrible deaths. Natalie in real Wood. life. In real right, life. Right. Natalie Wood, James Dean killed very early. Right. Salminio stabbed to death. Right. Well, all Take of these a look at what happened to this cast, man. Heather Chandler, the one who's known for, what did you have, a brain tumor for breakfast, That's actually died of a brain tumor when life. she was 32. 32. So, and Peter mm. Dawson, the yearbook editor, that's, who would have been your character, committed suicide himself. Oh, that's yeah. nice to know. And the yeah. whole movie is like, you know, a parody of... Um, you know, the whole movie, it's not a parody of, of teen suicide. That's, that's a horrible thing to say. But the whole movie, you know, if, if anybody's listening and they haven't seen the movie, which is silly, go rent it. Don't listen to Steve at all. But the whole movie is about, you know, uh, Christian Slater's character, JD, which is, you know, in all kinds of ways, there's, um, JD for JD Salinger. They wanted to use James the book, Dean. James Dean, of course. They wanted to use the book Catcher in the Rye as a sort of, um, uh, metaphorical book that, 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 the characters were going to be carrying around. Instead, they went to Moby Dick because they couldn't get the rights to use um, Catcher in the Rye. But anyway, JD is, you know, there's all sorts of loaded stuff with those symbols, JD. But um, he, he moves, he's the new dark horse <laughs> in town. And he, uh, Veronica Sawyer is the character played by uh, Winona Ryder. And she runs around with these three girls named Heathers. Um, and forgive me, those of you who already know the plot so well, but um, the three Heathers are kind of like this trinity of snootiness at school. And Veronica sort of doesn't fit in. Veronica Sawyer, again, her name, very talented because later on in the movie you meet a girl named Betty Finn. So, Kathy, why don't you tell us about the names? What's um, the neat thing with the names the there? The neat things, um, <laughs> Veronica's best friend from childhood is Betty Finn and the writer went ahead and used Betty and Veronica from the Archie comics and then last name being Sawyer, Sawyer and, and Finn. Finn. Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn. So, But they get you know separated later in life as Veronica gets into the upper cool echelon of kids and Betty's kind of left with the nerds and dweebs. <laughs> so, I would I would have been Betty Finn in yeah. high school. <laughs> I wouldn't have been any of those kids I don't I would have just been watching from this I would have been that stoner girl that said sorry about <laughs> so you friend, friend. <laughs> guess you thought she was near head guess I was wrong guess I was wrong we, we all, all were, were. <laughs> I, would, I, I don't know I would not fit in any of those really strict social sets but you know again the movie points fun and and kind of it's like a breakfast club type movie but different and in the in the documentary they all kind of talk about John Hughes movies it's kind of interesting but what, it, what do they say about the John Hughes movies well they kind of find them charming but they thought this one for sure was a lot darker and a lot edgier and they Everyone wanted was too that. nice in John yeah. Hughes films was what they and there was said. there is no happy ending in this no. movie at all and you know everyone is really nice in John Hughes movies like even Molly Ringwald is like a Heather type character but she's very nice you know I mean she's a nice girl in like the breakfast club you oh, know? The, she's okay. eats sorry. sushi I'm thinking, I'm and she's thinking, from a good home and all this kind of pretty, well and pretty in pink would have she, never no, no, occurred no. it would have been the other girls right, that right, she's right, treating right. with yeah. right but um Anyway, we have uh, we have some clips that we should probably let you hear some some of the characters and how they uh, how they speak for themselves a little bit. But anyway, what happens is that the characters mysteriously start dying, and it, it, it appears to be suicides, but it's actually JD and Veronica, the Winona Ryder characters and Christian Slater characters, are actually killing all the kids in school. And at first, Winona Ryder doesn't realize that they're actually really killing them, uh, but she soon finds out that they they you, are she thinks that they're just hoaxes but yeah. she finds out these kids are really dead i love the scene where um jd kills the uh the two jocks by telling her they're going to shoot these special bullets right. called what does e- he call e- 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 what does that mean does it, it means i'm lying, lying. Ah! in german, in german. <laughs> 
hilarious. I was watching that last night. Going, I knew it. Meant I wonder something. what that really means because I'm. So, yeah. I think my even my, my wife said, you know, is that a real thing? I'm like, yeah, sure, it's a real thing. And I just, I don't know. I just lie. My hilarious, hilarious, fantastic. What? And she didn't know because, well, I think didn't she say she took French in high school? So she yeah, right. Oh, that's funny. I knew it meant something, but I don't know what. How, well, well, after that scene when the uh, the guys are Ram and Kurt, and they're kind of these big. Uh, really, the worst worst cliches of two big kind of uh, Jocko guys who are you know misogynistic, horrible guys at school, and they they get killed. And what they do is a uh, JD and Veronica write fake suicide notes and make it look like. And there's that scene where the girl runs up. Did you hear? <laughs> they make it look like they were gay lovers, and of course they yes. weren't. And there's this they great had all, scene. They, they had a bag of they put homosexual bag, artifacts, yeah. including mineral water, mineral water, and all kinds of things to make the two jocks at school look like gay lovers. And there's this great scene, which we're going to play right now, of the dad at the funeral, which everybody who knows this movie knows this scene. So let's let's hear the grieving father uh, at the funeral. <laughs> My son's a homosexual, and I love him. I love my dead gay son. How do you think he'd react to a son that had a limp wrist with a pulse? <laughs> okay, so Steve, you're telling me that you, there, you don't think that scene's funny. I, I like it. I like it when he says, I love my dead gay son. Okay, Sounds all right. Like Bill so I'm teasing you, telling you that you're like Kurt... You're like Curtin Ram, and you're obviously not like Curtin Ram, though. Do no. you relate? Do you like relate to JD at all? Oh yeah, I love the, the JD rebe- I mean, because you know, you fancy yourself a little bit of a rebel, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe today. I when don't know we about first meet JD in the cafeteria, when Veronica approaches him, and he's obviously like an outsider and stuff. Yeah. What, what were your impressions? I of love him? that scene. That's my favorite scene in the movie, actually. When she approaches, okay, let, let's hear a clip when she approaches him finally and she's going to ask him you know they go around doing these school polls and and they finally ask people outside of their own social cast and she goes up to him let's hear the little clip of what he says to her it's really cute this may seem like a really stupid question and there are no stupid questions you inherit five million dollars the same day aliens land on the earth and say they're going to blow it up in two days what do you do stupidest question i've ever heard i'll probably row out to the middle of a lake somewhere bring along a bottle of tequila my sacks and uh, some black how very so how very i love that everybody started saying how very after that movie well see if you don't know because you, see, the reason you hate this movie <laughs> is you were already graduated from high school yeah. in 1989 right? right and Kathy and I were not right exactly right. See, that's a, but that's what makes it work because I cover the early 80s you cover the later 80s right. 89 I was graduating from college and right. not really worried about Heather's everybody exactly. I mean this changed this movie changed our entire like lexicon in high school everybody went around saying what is your damage and and did you have a brain tumor for breakfast and jealous the, much the beep me gently with a chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> and stuff and, oh, great. and jealous go. much and how very and just every oh man there was just so many so many lines so many things and it Heather, totally you're such a pillowcase you're such a pillowcase and uh and it totally poked fun at all the 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 horrible 
horrible trends and stuff. Go, like the bulimia, oh, bulimia is so 87. So let's see lunch again. What was that? Let's, see. Let's, let's take another look we'll at lunch. lunch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those were. I mean, it was funny because those were things that were really going on, but people weren't really talking about or, it openly. And there was this um, movie of hunger too. When they do the whole, oh yeah, they're going to have you know tater tots in oh, Africa yeah. because Africa is such a party. Yeah, continent. do they even have Thanksgiving in Africa? It was like these stupid girls, and they were like totally, you know shining a light on all these topics that were really really not stuff that you had in a comedy so it was like this very very edgy comedy and uh oh and the motoring, motoring. <laughs> we're gonna motor we have a clip one of your clip one of the clips of uh motoring uh, my favorite my favorite oh, you mean quote. when uh veronica veronica talks to her parents right yeah this okay. is when I'm, I'm catching on here yeah I, so I'm, you're gonna you're by the end of this podcast i will you're see the light we, i will see the we light. will convert you we will make you one of us. <laughs> I don't know. It ends up poorly badly for uh, JD. I don't know if I uh, really want to go oh, on with that plan. Oh, there was actually, I did learn some research yesterday. There was an alternative ending. Oh. Which is uh, Veronica actually shoots JD, kills him, takes off the bomb, straps them to herself, well, and she blows up the Wow, school. martyr. But instead, they, they thought, thought no, it was just a no. little too <laughs> dark. Instead, yeah. shoot his finger off. You know what? You know what? This. You know what makes me mad about this movie is like you suckered me into watching it the first time because you promised me there was a shower scene with Winona Ryder where I would get to <laughs> I see. I didn't. I said that so she I'm, keeps I'm her clothes on. I'm, I'm fast forwarding to the movie she going. Forgot to tell the shower you. scene, and she doesn't tell me she keeps her clothes. You're on. You're such on. a pig, yeah. God! Can't you just watch a movie because the movie's good? You have you to say see. shower scene. You you say shower scene and. Let's hear the motor clip, and then we'll, and then we can all try out and start using that again. The let's hear Winona talking about motoring. Okay. Um, great pate, but I'm gonna have to motor if I want to be ready for that funeral. See, we got a motor, or it's, we're not gonna get this podcast. <laughs> a lot of, and one of the funny things too, I mean, just the whole way that they keep talking about. And again, remember, folks, if you haven't seen the movie, it's a black comedy. It's a, they're not making fun of suicide. I think they're, they're making, making fun, fun of the way of, people react to teen suicide. Just and like and you the know, media. Do, up right. Unfortunately, I mean, if you were one of those people who had the you know the kid who died in school and they did the yearbook spread or whatever, and all of a sudden everybody in school was that person's best friend and stuff. I mean, you know exactly what this movie is talking about. It's like. You maybe sat next to that kid once in kindergarten, and then, like, you know, all of a sudden it was like, oh, God, we were all so close and all this stuff. And it's like everybody – it's unfortunate. It's really macabre and disgusting. But, you know, when, when somebody, you know, unfortunately, when bad things happen to people, like you're at that weird age where people just make a mockery of, like, these tragedies. And it's and this movie just captures it so well. It's disgusting. But the, they keep going through the whole movie where they're thinking all these kids are killing themselves. And, and you keep hearing these lines over and over from the adult, like, counselors and teachers oh. going, teenage suicide is one of the most important decisions you could ever make. It's I love, just hilarious. I love when Miss Fleming says, I have Heather's suicide note. I'm going to pass it around so everyone can see its pathetic beauty. <laughs> She says, before she says that, she says, I am thrilled that we have, what did she say, that we have, that we have seen, you know, the pain of the human animal or something. But she literally says, I am thrilled, like the day after the first suicide. Oh, that scene, too, I love because the the yearbook editor character, when he shares his own feelings about how he dated that. We've got, we've got, we've got him. My soul characters in here. Right, right. Here he is. Okay. Um, Heather and I used to go out. But she said I was boring. But now I realize I really wasn't boring. It's just that she was dissatisfied with her life. Oh, God, that is me. <laughs> That's every girl I ever dated. 
every girl you ever left at a U2 concert yeah. and every girl you ever took to see Purple Rain. I didn't, oh, that's right. God, I'm talking about bringing up the ghosts. Well, Stop now, it. you know, we've learned a lot about each other in these podcasts. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, it's that's it's the um I would do we do have some stuff later on with the, Miss Fleming that poor woman how she suffered she's uh what is it <laughs> is that? she dead now too I no I don't know it's no, Kathy she, she was the uh, you as call far as I can tell she lands. was probably the most well known actress at that time because she sort of gets top billing but really? she went on to do when you I look think, at the credits after the movie you know nobody went on to do anything of course okay Shannon Doherty we haven't even really gotten into this yet Shannon Doherty's in the movie um, with that other guy How do, oh god I don't even want to try to pronounce his last name but he was isn't he also a Little House in the Prairie alum that guy uh, don't look Ram. at me you know <laughs> Ram I'm pretty yeah, sure how do you is... pronounce his name is it, was it Patrick what's his name the French but he looks like you know he looks like he was a little fella on Little House on the Prairie too. But um, now, what is this quote you heard about the guy oh. saying what a professional Shannon Doherty yes, was um, in the the commentary? Supposedly, it was either the director or the writer. I, I guess the writer Dan Waters absolutely could not stand Shannon Doherty. What a and surprise. I always hear she's so pleasant. She's, she's so easy to get along with. Yeah. And she's clueless, too, as to how people feel about her. But I guess the, the nicest thing, you know, when you don't have anything nice to say, but they were able to say that she was a professional... And then they waited a couple minutes, and then the other person said, well, so was Mo- Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's nice. So, yeah, well, she still had, you know, a career after that. She did. She well, that's to... the interest. That's what I go back to the curse, because Winona, Shannon, Christian Slater all did have big careers after this, mm-hmm. but then trouble with the law. Where would you and say where their, are their careers Where would you now? say their careers peaked at? Where did, when did they jump? When did um, each one of them Christian jump the chart? Christian Slater's now fondling women's butts in New so York he, City. So so his career yes. really is peaking now. Then peaking now. And did yes. he also get in trouble? Was he, he like did. hitting his? Yes, he he um, domestic violence with the wife. Kathy yes. Wass knows everything about pop culture. Wow. Shannon had a little uh, drinking problem. She had a she little did. DUI. And, she marry... and oh, anger management. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. And she married uh, the, Ashley Hamilton. Ashley Hamilton, for, and also briefly. the one that was in the sex tape with Paris. Hilton, right, right, right. Richard. We Solomon. only know him as yeah. the guy in the sex the tape with Paris. Right. And that's really sad. Did you ever see that? By the way. Oh, and Winona Ryder, she oh she did the thing with the prescribed pills, and then she shoplifted. Yes, shoplifted. Yeah, so they've all done a lot of really great stuff since Heather's. Yes. Congratulations to the cast and crew of Heather's. Oh, and, oh, oh, the and writer. Well, Winona went on to date many, 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 many guys. Many right. musicians. Musicians. And she got and caught actors. on tape shoplifting, Somebody explain the appeal. Johnny Depp. Somebody explain the appeal of Winona Ryder. I, I don't... Tiny, skinny, large bosom. I don't know. Yes, yes. That's what guys like, isn't it? Well, some Big guys. Eyes. Big doe Big eyes. Big doe eyes. She'll come in your house <laughs> and steal all your clothes and your prescription drugs. And uh, okay. Leave you, I don't know. Typical psychotic. Okay. I'm well, sure. notice they, I mean, she's never been married. Right. So she doesn't want Engaged, to marry you. There's yeah. a big appeal too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so and you know it's you know it's only going to last as long as it takes to find the next indie rock boy, and you're free. So everyone okay, dates well, her. That's hey, a good idea. You're in, you're out. You save money. Okay. So anyway, um, and you you end up with wonderful tattoos. You exactly. can erase the last few letters of her w- name, and it can be wino forever. Um, okay, so you've converted me. I, I understand the appeal now. Wait, there's even more. No. But wait, yet there's more. The guy who wrote the movie, he went on to oh. do it even better. Oh, the, well, the writer 
writer and the director both teamed up again to for do the, for the equally wonderful Hudson, Hudson Hawk. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and that pretty much ended both You're of their right, careers. You're right, though. This movie like, cursed everybody. It was such a good movie. Like, what happened, man? I'm not sure. Um, a friend of ours was also telling us that we think the production company also went on a business after, shortly yeah. after this movie. Jeez. Really, really so. scary stuff. And then, you know, if you watch the movie, what everybody said, as you know, is... is J, uh, JD, the Christian Slater's character, Christian Slater is absolutely mimicking Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. I mean, but don't you kind of think he does that? It's not just Christian Slater. I, don't I mean, know. if you see so the movies, pump movie. up the volume, it's the same character. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing. It's I don't not think like he, he can act. Maybe that's the problem. I think, that might I think be maybe it. he just mimics Jack Nicholson. That's well, his and then, whole well, then there's shtick, the whole shining you know? scene in right. the, the dream we, sequence. We have a little bit of that. We can only play, I mean, most of it is just you have to watch it to see. It's not a lot of audio, but we do have him. Well, let's just hear it. No more talking. Okay. JD, you are not even listening to me. Nag, 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 nag! That, that, that knife is filthy! What do you think I'm gonna do with it? Take out her tonsils? Excuse me, I think I know Heather a little bit better than you do. If she was gonna slit her wrist, the knife would be spotless. Okay, they're definitely doing. If you can see that scene, I mean, it's definitely like a shining kind of take. I mean, he's got he's holding a knife and everything, and he's he's totally acting just just like Jack Nicholson, which he does throughout the entire movie, pretty much. Um, another really cool person in this movie who actually you do see over and over, and we saw him previously with Winona in Beetlejuice is is the really really talented Glenn Shaddix who plays Father Ripper at the all the funerals. He is it Ripper or Flipper? Father Ripper. I like Flipper. Which, what do you yeah. think that name's about? That's obviously something, Father Ripper, but whatever. But um, we saw him in Beetlejuice. He played, what was his character's name in Beetlejuice? Do you remember? We were saying it last night, some people, when we were watching. Oh. I can't remember either. It's, it's a funny, kooky name. Not like Edgar or Oscar. It's something really funny like that. It's like, oh, I can't remember. Turn oh, it. Man, we were saying it last me. night. Yeah. Stop it. But, um, and what did you, did you, you had something? Oh, just there was sort of that nod to right. the John Hughes, Ferris Bueller, because in the dream sequence when Heather Duke's funeral and mm-hmm. that dream sequence he well he goes into the whole Eskimo and when they because supposedly she was underlining Eskimo. meaningful passages of Moby Dick but actually Eskimo isn't even in the book. The word Eskimo is not in the book Moby Dick if anybody yes. cares to look but they're uh, yeah. But he refers to the one uh, he refers to Jesus Christ <laughs> as a righteous, righteous dude, dude which of course is what uh, Ferris is referred to. Oh well, since you're here you can clear up this this ongoing debate forever. Best John Hughes movie which one is it? I know, I know how you both stand on this side. Yeah, because she's a podcast one. listener. I am a podcast listener. If you pick some kind of wonderful, though, I'm going to come over there and slap it. Oh, well, some kind of wonderful, yeah. Actually, I like that movie. Too. Because it was, one. it made so, up for the really horrible good. ending of Pretty in Pink. Oh, yeah. So, Pretty in Pink might be the most overrated John Hughes movie. I, I loved that movie, but I went and I saw it recently, and it wow, doesn't, doesn't stand up, it, does it? No, and wow, Andrew McCarthy acting treasure. Wow, <laughs> no, this is Andrew McCarthy acting, and I'll 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 say what I'm doing for those of you who are only listening. There, he just widens yeah. his eyes. Widens That's all he does. If you had to say, though, to, to as we continue our, our sidebar into the left field, emotion. best Andrew McCarthy film has got to be Saint Elmo's Fire. 
I, that's the he's only so one where bad he has in everything. No, he's, he's actually good in that one. Somebody he's got that I know met him in a newspaper man thing. He going. was recently in a Hallmark movie. I, oh, I saw the promo for that. that <laughs> wow, that things are really moving on. I, I have to say, he was I, really good in class. Ferris was good? Is, oh, that's a great movie. I love some kind of wonderful Ferris, but it's it's going to be Breakfast Club. Oh man, yeah, I just don't I'm sorry. get it. It's great and all, but I love Ferris though, and you know, I mean, I love all the. I'm from Chicago, so all the John movies, John Hughes movies, are great. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Breakfast Club. Oh, and speaking of which, to transition back, why does this movie not have a better soundtrack? I it mean, has no soundtrack whatsoever. Every John Hughes movie has yeah. a and, soundtrack. And guys, maybe, maybe that's why they were like, we're just gonna have a bunch intentionally of, tank the sound. Yeah. And for people, I, I maybe this you know, would have been so much better. I bet you yeah, anything had to do with rights and money and things like that. Because obviously, the guy who wrote the movie is a music freak. I mean, Westerberg High. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally, they just yeah. didn't want to spring for yeah, the. Yeah, I don't know. It had to be something. Probably like couldn't that. afford the replacements. That's for yeah. sure. Back it in '89, yeah, but they did have big fun. Participated the fictional band Big Fun, which actually wrote the tune that everybody talks about throughout the movie, Teenage Suicide, Don't Do It. <laughs> but remember, everybody in the movie eventually goes around wearing those Big yeah. Fun shirts, and they look yes. kind of like oh Choose Life and those life Wham and shirts from the, the 80s. That's definitely, I mean, they're definitely uh, you know parodying those old totally. shirts. Totally, yeah. I have, I have Frankie Say and Choose yes, Life relax. and all that stuff. Yeah. This obviously happened during a part of the movie where I fall asleep on the couch. Yeah, I passed Sorry. out, drunk, yeah. sad, alone. Nobody likes it. The, the song <laughs> is uh, written <laughs> and produced by Don Dixon. Who's Don Dixon? Don, he's the producer, Let's Active, R.E.M. Oh, cool, oh, nice. cool. Very That's good. Trivia. Does have that. Um, Heather Graham to. was supposed to play Heather uh, McNamara's role, I yes. believe, right? Yeah, but her parents wouldn't let her. She was only 17 years old. And um, Heather, that role went to Heather McNamara, the the... the the not the Heather who dies in the movie and in real life. The cheerleader. The cheerleader Heather, yeah. Who who they I'd go show, half a day for a cheerleader. Yeah, who the principal says, Oh, is she the cheerleader when Heather Chandler dies? No. Oh, I'd get, let school out half a day for a cheerleader, you know. But uh, they show Heather McNamara's character at Heather Chandler's funeral, um, pausing in the hall, dipping her hands in the big bowl of holy water and so kind of sprucing up a little bit, fixing her hair and her face, her not re- not even realizing it's like complete total blasphemy. She's just so clueless. Um, Jennifer Connelly was who the writer wanted, and for the um, Veronica Sawyer for Winona Ryder. Was she even character. around back then? She wasn't very she, popular no. apparently, and Winona Ryder she had maybe one stalked or two him. Or according to this documentary, well, was really she in wanted Labyrinth, the role. right? That would have been. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's she, right. Yeah, so she would have been coming off a labyrinth at that's that point. That's an 80s movie I always forget about. Yeah. yeah. Why. And, and rightfully we so. We all tried to. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a good scene that I like. Um, I think the people who play Veronica Sawyer's parents are just fabulous in this movie. They are adorable. They're my, precious. I have I to love say my them. absolute, one of my favorite quotes, though, is when the father is always like, will somebody, somebody tell me tell why me. I, I smoke these things? Somebody tell me idiot. why I read these because you're an idiot. You, too. too. It's so great. The parents are just adorable they are so precious i love the parents uh and ferris bueller too they're great and these guys kind of have a similar kind of thing going on where they just seem so out of it and so dopey and and adorable but then they kind of you know there's a scene at the end of the movie where uh you know we got to hear the exchange between the veronica sawyer character winona's character and her mother because all of a sudden you realize her mom's not quite as dopey as you think not as cool yeah let's hear let's hear this a little bit are you trying to tell me it is not a time for troubled youth? Stand up straight. All we want is to be treated like human beings, not to be experimented on like guinea pigs or patronized like bunny rabbits. I don't patronize bunny rabbits. Treated like human beings? 
Is that what you said, little Miss Voice of a Generation? Just how do you think adults act with other adults? You think it's all just a game of doubles tennis? When teenagers complain that they want to be treated like human beings, it's usually because they are being treated like human beings. Little Miss Voice of a Generation. <laughs> I love that so much. It made me, uh, made me kind of check myself, too. Cause, uh, What'd yeah. you say? Chuck yourself? Check? No. Check. Because check. I, was, I was on a soapbox about all kinds of stuff back then. And I heard that. And I was just like, wow, yep. that's whoo. Yeah, you said it. And then I called all my friends Little Miss Voice of a Generation <laughs> every time they ever mouthed off about anything. But I love that whole speech your mom gives her. And it's so true. I mean, you can't tell any teenagers that. Usually when you guys be- complain about not being treated like adults, it's because you're being treated like an adult. It's so true. So for the guy listeners out there who all were drinking during the entire course of this movie and podcast and then fell asleep and didn't catch the end, how, how does the movie end? How does the movie end? Um, well, you know, eventually Veronica realizes that killing all your friends and making it look like a suicide is probably not the right thing to do, no matter how much it cleans up your school. So she... Um, because, you know, as she realizes, too, with Heather, she kills Heather number one. Heather number two right. rises up in Comes the place, takes becomes place. even worse. Exactly. So. There's always another Heather coming to, you know, to take the place. So... Um, and she pretty much says that, too. So she goes to the school, and she realizes that J.D. has an evil, evil plan for the school, confronts him. And J.D. has a theory for why he's doing all this, and we should probably have J.D. explain to us why he's doing it. And then we'll tell you kind of what happens. We don't want to spoil the ending for you, but maybe we will because yeah, the movie's you like, will. you know, at this point, how many years old is it? It's 15, 16 years old. But here's why JD, you know, here's in his mind how he rationalizes it, which is kind of a unabomery weird thing. It's really strange. This movie predates a lot of really strange things. And he is in the boiler room at the school, ready to let, you know, to have a bomb go off, which maybe this movie gave a lot of people a lot of ideas. It's kind of interesting. But here's JD's reasoning. Seriously. People are going to look at the ashes of Westerberg and say, now there is a school that self-destructed, not because society didn't care, but because the school was society. It's pretty deep, huh? But no, 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 Veronica. Veronica thinks, Veronica I'm going to do day. the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing, and she does. Um, and you'll just have to watch the movie to see exactly what she does. But anyway, she, she uh, prevents the, you know, the bombing of of Westerberg High, thank thank goodness. So, um, and 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 maybe everyone's learned a little something, <laughs> I think. And and you know, we realize that you know, all all social groups can maybe get along, and we don't have to eliminate everybody. It's kind of a metaphor for yeah. war and terrorism <laughs> and all sorts You're of. You're stretching things. it now. Well, maybe not, but just enjoy uh, it for what it is. Teenage like all suicide. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Then. Um, I don't know. Everybody go watch Heather's and, and blog in and tell Steve what a dummy he is. And that's, you know, that's pretty much how everything here goes on Stuck in the 80s. And until next week, we want to thank our special guest, Kathy Wass, who truly is the coolest person in the entire universe. I was told, well, I she, was, I, I was told she was cooler than you and me put together. She is. I am. By yeah. multiple <laughs> people. Multiple people said, she's cooler than you and Gina put together. She like, is. like it's like a trademark you had or something. I was just it's, like, that's it, I've copyrighted it. It is. And it, th- we just need to thank goodness that she... Um, doesn't want to be a, a Heather because like, what would we do, man? If she used her power for bad. <laughs> I, I once 
showed someone this film in college and we're like, you're going to love this movie. And she hated it. And then we realized, oh, no, she was a Heather in high school. We can make shirts that say like Heather in high school or, you know, JD in high school or Veronica in high school. Betty My Sean was here. School. What would Sean have been if he was here? Uh, he'd Poor be Sean. that geek from the high school <laughs> newspaper yearbook. That's me. Martha no, that Dump Truck. Martha. Betty Finn. No, yeah. I'm Betty Finn. You're Betty Finn. Well, okay. He could have been at that geek table, though. Hey, yeah. move over, Heather. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time. Or we won't actually, but we'll we'll uh, get with you next time on Stuck in the 80s. Bye. 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 in the 80s is produced by the online departments of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. The weekly podcast is engineered by Mr. Dave Morrison. Special thanks to David Peterkowski for our show opener. If you'd like to blog us, please do. Our blog address is www.tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And remember, you can subscribe to the show at iTunes. your turn heather no it's your turn heather no you're supposed to say no it's heather's turn I am? <laughs> go ahead start over okay. again and just so we can't use this anymore bugger me <laughs> okay ready so, now we have to start over okay <clears throat> it's your turn heather no it's heather's turn <laughs> you're supposed <laughs> to say what it's heather's turn heather right i'm not trying yeah. to it? it's say heather's it. turn heather I think. Okay. Yeah, I think that's how it goes. God, he's got a. And then this I don't the know what other podcast you've ever had to script yourself. <laughs> you hate this movie. I sort of. Do. Why don't you just leave and Kathy and I will do it. No, no, that's Bring it us down. Okay. You hated my movies. I no, this would be good. You'll be the. Room. You know everything needs.